Hi, everybody. It's Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, a podcast all about music. Today, I have a little bit to talk about. I'm going to be discussing some festival cancellations and concert cancellations, and then I'm going to get into a new segment uh, related to uh, related to the pro- to protests. Um, before we get into any of that, though, I have a Facebook page. It's called Groupie and Harmony. Make sure you give that a like because I post whenever I have an update about the podcast or whenever I release a new episode. So it's all nice and convenient there in one place. Now, for uh, f- festivals, there hasn't been too much news with a lot of festivals, um, given something that I'm going to be discussing shortly. Um, so, Lollapalooza still has nothing. I'm guessing, because they were supposed to cancel it at the latest, or make a decision, I mean, at the latest by the end of May. Um, this is being recorded on June 7th. So, I'm I'm guessing that they're holding off a little bit due to uh, the protests uh, related to George Floyd's murder, and uh, I'm, I don't blame them at that point. It wouldn't surprise me also if Chicago isn't pressing them for a decision. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. I know there's some other smaller festivals that are waiting, for, uh, that are, that I'm guessing are waiting until Lollapalooza makes a decision, including some that are in Chicago. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, some festivals that have been canceled, uh, Levitation Festival in Austin has been canceled. Uh, it's going to happen in 2021. Uh, Summerfest 2020 in Milwaukee has been canceled. Uh, that one's a massive one. Um, so, uh, I'm sure I'll come back in 2021, though. Since it's such a big festival. Um, and then for some uh, tours that have been canceled, or shows that have been canceled, uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett, uh, the massive stadium tour has been postponed until 2021 summer. Um, Faith No More and Corn Joint Tour has been canceled, um, but they... There will be refund options that are going to be emailed to ticket holders, so I'm curious if a refund option is potentially they go on tour later on. Um, we'll see about that, though. Uh, Rammstein has, uh, is postponing their North America tour until 2021. And then Josh Groban, had a, he has some Radio City Music called Residency Shows. Those are going to happen in 2021 instead. Uh, and then I think that the next, probably the next big fest, uh, the next big announcement will be, um, unless there are some other ones happen before then, uh, will be, uh, will be Lollapalooza, just because it makes sense, just because it's such a massive name. And I mean, even like, uh, because Summerfest, uh, that one was scheduled to happen in September, so they realized, so I'm not surprised they waited until June to make that decision. I'm a little bit surprised that, uh. Lollapalooza has waited until they have because uh, um, because that one was uh, scheduled for to start July 30th. So it's like a, a little more than a month and a half away. And now, my uh, so for the next segment, um, this idea has stemmed from uh, the protests related to the murder of George Floyd. So, um... First of all, rest in peace, George Floyd. It 
I wish that that didn't have to happen because, and it shouldn't have happened, frankly, because it's there. Because watching the video, there was no reason that he should have been killed. He wasn't. It didn't look like he was resisting arrest. He it didn't look like he was threatening threatening the officers. I'm glad that the officers involved have been charged uh, with different things. I know in particular the officer that knelt on him charged with murder. But even still, that shouldn't have happened. That he shouldn't have been killed. So, frankly, Black Lives Matter because time and time again we're showing that that while every life matters, we're showing that as a society, we're showing that evidently we're allowing it so uh, individuals of color are dying more easily, are um, having their lives ruined more easily, and they shouldn't have to put up with that just because of something that they didn't choose. It's... So, I mean... De definitely, for anyone listening to this, definitely make sure you, uh, I'd say, highly recommend taking action, um, whether it's uh, donating, whether it's protesting, donating money time, uh, especially learning, which I think is also valuable. And I will say, because I did want, as a podcast, I wanted to do something uh, for this, uh, related to this, and one that I was considering doing was how it was outright protesting and not releasing an ep not releasing any episodes for several weeks. I decided that silence in some cases silence isn't bad, but I decided that in this case si it's pro it was not the best thing. Um then I was considering and then I decided to do a protest music segment. So I'm going to be doing this until whichever comes first between change start uh, starts occurring or the end of June comes. I'm guessing the latter will sadly be the what comes first. Um, I will be doing this segment. I'll be doing other segments in addition to this. Pro uh, when likely today, I won't really be just because of how much I want to do with this one. Um and because I was considering protesting and making it only this segment every day and not talking about any or every episode and not talking about any other music things. But I figured that my podcast isn't big enough to have that make any sort of impact. Um, so the way this works is I'm going to be discussing various protest songs and it, or songs that could be utilized for protesting and in particular the ones that I will be discussing throughout are going to be ones where either they're performed by people of color or they're performed by groups where majority of the members are individuals of color. And they will all be about uh, race, race relations, and anything related to those regards. So I have chosen three songs in particular today. So, um, because in I was thinking in general, if I'm doing a protest song, who or a segment about protest songs, who would I want to, who would I want to uh, talk about or choose a song by? And there's several that I could have chosen. 
several that came to mind, like Public Enemy came to mind, but I'm opting not to do not to do them. Uh, Beyonce on some of her newer stuff had some great ones. I'm not doing any of hers. Um, I mean, Tupac had a bunch. I'm not doing any of his today. Um, but I mean, they're anime cook on Gil Scott Heron, but I'm not doing any of those ones. I'm planning on doing stuff by them at some point. Today, I thought that the three that I felt like I, that it's like no brainer for me to do is a song by Kendrick Lamar, a song by Nina Simone, and a song by Rage Against the Machine. So now, um, for several of those, for each of those ones, there are a lot of songs I could have chosen. Um, I chose the, th the three songs that I think, I chose one for each, and I th think I chose three songs that I think are, in my opinion, are most interesting, uh, and to have a lot you can get out of. Um, before I get into that, though, I do just want to give the, uh, the disclaimer here. I'm not a person of color, I am white, so I can't, from my own experience, talk about what it's like being someone who is a person of color, and I'm not, in this segment, I'm not trying to emulate that. Uh, the... Anything that was written in these songs are entirely the artist's, uh, the artist's lyrics and the artist's property. I'm not trying to steal that from them. I am discussing. I am discussing them because, really, in my opinion, something that is really important is knowledge in any kind of these things. And I'm not saying that. Other things aren't important, like action is absolute is crucial. And I mean we we won't go anywhere without action. But also we wouldn't go very far without knowledge. So and I figure that is something that I enjoy anyways. So the first one we're gonna do is we're gonna be doing a Kendrick Lamar song. Now, the go-to song with protest music for Kendrick Lamar is All Right, which has been, uh, which has been effectively the, um, I don't necessarily want to say the theme song of Black Lives Matter, but, uh, it, but it is one of the main songs that has been played by them for, and when he first came out in 2015 in particular, I opted not to do that song. Instead, I chose his song from the same album, The Black or the Berry. I have always loved that song. It's, I think it's a really interesting song, really intense song, deep song. Um, so, I, there's a there's a lot to interpret with this one. So, um, and I think that in particular with this one, he because he looks at a. He's looking at it uh, for a lot of the songs on that album, in uh, and some other ones like in particular the song "I" as well. He's looking at it, treating it like an individual mindset. So I think that like the first line of verse one, for instance, is "I'm the biggest hip, hip the I'm the biggest hypocrite of 2015." Once I finish this, witness uh, witnesses will convey just what I mean, and because in particular what. Kendrick is looking at is 
he is investigating of the while everyone is well everyone including himself is condemning uh is condemning the a lot of a lot of the violence that you see happening amongst the black community he is still like in particular challenging himself being like well wh what have i done to affect the community and that really isn't uh and that really isn't uh clear until the last line which is so why did i weep when trayvon martin was in the street when a gang banging when gang banging made me kill a censored word blacker than me hypocrite which i think is which i i think that's insane because uh um i don't when i first heard that i was just sitting there like what um i know really i think that for because i know for me in particular i think i've really did think about like because i mean like when that kind of violence happens i i i criticize it outright because i mean of course i mean that's like especially if it's like one of those things where you see it and it's like totally unjustified but then at the same time you're like i mean i'm sitting there thinking still at the same time in a normal day setting when it's not that what am i doing to really uh to help out communities um when i was uh or like what i was doing especially with uh minorities um and uh some other lines that i think are really interesting in this one um is uh Um, went oh, with uh, one li another line in the first verse. Uh, you hate me, don't you? You hate my people. Your plan is to terminate my culture, um, which is especially interesting because uh, I mean, so because uh, I know Kendrick in particular does have a lot. While he does have a lot of fans who are minorities, he also has a lot of fans who are white. So I think that uh, um. So I think that one is really interesting to see. Um, and then also it is a, I'm pretty sure that one also is a, a shout out to a, um, to a lesser known track by uh, by Scarface also, which is pretty cool. Um, and then a, a, no, a couple other lines that I think are insane relates that are uh, I mean it's evident that I in verse two I mean it's evident that I'm irrelevant to society that's what you're telling me penitentiary would only hire me C curse me until I'm dead curse me with your fake prophesizing that I'm gonna be just another slave in my head um I mean that one I feel re I mean a lot of those I feel is just those words alone it's like just ring so much you know in in particular with the the penitentiary would only hire me uh looking at how many um how many black men end up in particular end up in jail um so I think in general that song is 
It's a long song. It's like around five and a half minutes. And with this one, he does utilize a, or he like brings up a lot of uh, a lot of stereotypes to and describes himself with them to um like and another one is uh like like that for instance is uh I want I want I want you to recognize that I'm a proud monkey. Um but at the same time with that he says you vandalize my perception but can't but can't take style from me which I think is interesting because because they like Because in the line, especially looking at the line before with the Proud Monkey, like, um, because like, uh, and also like with portraying of black culture, it does sound like, for instance, a lot of times, like you have, like rap music really is poetry, especially if it's so well worded, um, which several rappers are, are so well worded with that. They're always grouped with rappers, but in reality, if you took out the music and just put it the lyrics right in front of you, like this song, for instance, I would feel like I'm, I could be reading a poem. So, I feel like this one is really interesting because it's looking at all sorts of uh, cultural appropriation, um, looking at all sorts of uh, stereotypes that are used, but then it still is like questioning himself, which I think is really interesting combo. Um, and that's and that's why I chose that one. I think it's a really deep song, really difficult song at times to listen to i love it though it's i it was probably my favorite song from uh the album to pimp a butterfly um and even though all right is the go-to song with this that one i feel like this one is uh is even more interesting with lyrical content so the next song i'm gonna look at is uh neon simone's song um so uh this one is called Four Women. So it's kind of soul, kind of jazz. Um and I think the lyrics are really cool with this one. So um cuz what the the song's about is that uh she looks at four different uh female uh four different female African American women and breaks them up into for four verses and uh and she looks at four different, uh, like four really different people, um, and discusses how the stereotypes against them, uh, are they margin marginalized? So the first one, um, is the first one that she discusses. First woman she discusses is discusses is a uh, is a woman who uh, represents uh, enslavement and slaves. So, um, so that character is named on Sarah and, uh, she, in like some lines, uh, some lines that she said, uh, in particular with this one, um, my skin is black, my arms are long, my hair is woolly, my back is strong. And in particular, what I think is interesting with that one though, is the, right after the, my back is strong line, then it's strong enough to take the pain inflicted again and again. So, um, with that one, it's kind of like saying, uh, not only is it, uh, like strong enough to take, uh, uh, 
the difficult aspects with the race and the um and the typical like segregation uh and racism that they put up with but even still it's also implying like the long-term um suffering that uh, Af uh african-american and people of color as a whole have had to endure with the inflicted again and again the next one is uh i mean, the next one is a woman of mixed of mixed race uh which in particular with that one she said that uh my skin is yellow because they're discussing how uh, father, her father, the father was white and uh, the mother was black. And in particular, they had that uh, the father had forced himself on the mother, which uh, really is a, a metaphor, is a metaphor of uh, the suffering that historically white people have put black people through but then at the same time they she also did mention that uh she was still like forced to live between two worlds with that now the the third woman uh is referred to as sweet thing um and she's uh this woman's a prostitute um and she she has found a uh, acceptance between uh between uh between white and black people but it was but it's really for sexual purposes because in particular the lines uh i might my hips invite you my wine is my mouth is like wine whose little girl am i any anyone who has money to buy so um with that one it, it really is just for sexual reasons that she is accepted um now the last one i think is really interesting because in particular also um so this one is a it's like a as a tougher woman who is uh really just bitter angry and sick of uh the the suffering of her people and in this one she does kind of do it in um um, she changes up the, uh, the style of singing in that one, um, makes it tougher, um, makes it, a like, heavier too, um, so I think, so I thought that one was really cool, um, but yeah, and, like, she had lines, for instance, uh, in that one, my skin is brown, my manner is tough, I'll kill the first mother I see, my life has been too rough. I'm awfully bitter these days because my parents were slaves. Which, all those I thought were... I thought that one was really cool to end with that one. Um, because this one was released in the mid-60s. In, uh... Which, I mean, that's around the time when really, uh... In the 60s when civil rights were... Uh... I mean... That was when the, uh, some laws started to get instituted for things to start changing, but of of course there were of course things still lasted though. So I think that was really I thought that was really cool that she ended with that one, and I felt like it was kind of like a met, uh, 
a message though after all of those. Um, and there's a realistically there's a few different songs that I could choose from Nina Simone. Um, because I mean she she had several songs that were political related to race. I just I I'll be honest, I love that song. I think it's really interesting. Also looking at uh the way she did it, looking at like a really for uh at that time like probably how a lot of uh i mean i'd imagine at that time there were probably several white people that were expecting those were like the four ways a black woman could be which obviously isn't the case and it's devastating that's the case but um i do think that was a really interesting take on it so that's why i chose that song and the last song that i chose is Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. And, I mean, with... I I had to do Rage Against the Machine um, because, uh, in particular, they do have two members of mixed races. Um, guitarist Tom Morello is... Uh, has a uh, an African-American father and uh, Zach De La Rocha has a Mexican-American father. The vocalist Zach De La Rocha. Um, so, this song... This song's interesting because lyrically, it's probably the easiest lyrically out of all of these songs. Now there's... Because it is... The lyrics are repetitive. But even still, it... I think that part of that is what makes it such an... Such a great song for protests. And I think that's also been part of its lasting impact. So... Um, I'll start out with the verse, the first, the main verse, um, which is repeated the lines. Some of those that work forces are the same that burned, that burned crosses. Now, as a note, the album that this was from, uh, came, came out just a few months after or the six month or the song actually came out six months after uh after the LA riots which was a trigger from uh the the four off four officers who beat Rodney King being acquitted so the line some of those that work forces are the same that burnt crosses um it's equating police violence violence with KKK lynch mobs Since, uh, uh, since, I mean, the Klan had their, uh, did burn crosses for means of intimidation, so that's just equating them to it. And then, the, um, and then for the, and then for the refrain, which they, uh, which they repeat throughout the song, is, uh, killing in the name of. Which I think is interesting with that because uh De La Rocha um is doesn't specify in the name of what. So they're saying like for instance is in the name of the law like, like he refused to accept the murder, whether it's in the name of the law, in the name of God, in the name of some idea, um in the name of uh something totally different. So he leaves that blank there. 
and then in the pre-course part, uh, he, uh, they repeat, uh, now you do what you're told. Now that you do what they told you, I mean. So, that's effectively, uh, uh, saying, or having listeners question why they're doing what they're told, um, to really question, like, in particular, in response to, uh, the, to, uh, to the riots again, and the, how all that went down. So, and the chorus is, uh, uh, it's repeated some variation of the line, those who died are justified for wearing the badge, throwing the badge, they're the chosen whites. So, and this is kind of an ironic line saying that effectively, uh, that any, um, that murder by police is, uh, justified, effectively, um, but in reality what he's saying is that he's saying that police brutality is just like any other violence. And then, uh, let's see, repeat, the, repeat, they do the verse again, um, then the refrain, and then for the pre-chorus, again, they, uh, with the, they do have the, now you do what they told you, but then they also include, for the second one, they include the line, uh, for the second half of it, now you're under control, which is, uh, emphasizing the people who are willing to, uh, how much people are willing to follow with all this. And then, uh, for the outro, um, again, since I'm, uh, censoring different words because of, I want to, because I don't want to mark this podcast as explicit, um, so they repeat the line, F you, I won't do what you told, what, F you, I won't do what you tell me, uh, which, that's just protest, uh, rebelling to the fact that, uh, he's denying authority with that, um, and then, uh, fun fact, after doing that several times, uh, he shouts out Mother Effer. Um, an interesting fact that I learned recently about that one. Um, so, uh, they debuted the song live at a record store before their debut album came out. And this song came out. And, uh, De La Rocha screaming that wasn't actually, uh, screaming that at, uh, at any sort of establishment or anything like that. There was just an audience member who was, uh, I, I guess, pissed off De La Rocha. So he floated them off and screamed that at that audience member before the song ended, and it's been and it's stuck in the song ever since. But yeah, so I mean, that's that's the whole gist of the song. It's uh, um, it's largely just question uh questioning murders, um, speaking out against police brutality, um wondering, uh, or questioning about the power that, uh, why, why isn't, they're not being held accountable at times. And, uh, another fun fact about this song, um, so it originally peaked at 25 in the UK, and then in 2000 and, was it 9? Yeah, 2009, um, so in the UK, the bit, uh, big deal for that one is, uh, the Christmas number one song. So, basically, in the chart right before Christmas, um, and the week that Christmas is, then 
it's uh, the song that hits number one in the UK is the Christmas number one. Historically, it's been like a traditional Christmas song, but in years leading up to that, it had been the X the X Factor the X Factor UK version. Um, their winnings the winner song one of the the winner one of their songs would end up hitting number one. So in two thousand nine, since the, it had already happened four years in a row, a campaign was done to try to get "Killing in the Name" be the number one song in the UK for Christmas, and it actually ended up happening. So um, that song <laughs> ended up uh, ended up uh, beating out uh, winners winner Joe McElderry's, uh cover of "The Climb," and instead "Killing uh, Killing of uh, Killing in the Name." was the number one song in the UK. So, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope you guys found this one interesting. Um, I mean, I've, I would rather... I mean, I do enjoy talking about, like, uh, like learning about these kind of songs uh, and, like, learning about what different songs mean and are saying. I don't... I. I wish that the reason that I was doing it wasn't for the reason that it was. Um, but, again, rest in peace, George Floyd. And now, take action. Take action, everyone. And I will say, though, um, if you if the route you do choose is protesting, um, just make sure you're being careful. First off, because there is a pandemic going on even still um just make sure you're wearing the mask uh if possible staying the distance apart from each other while protesting but also because obviously there's been uh there has been violence in some of the protests uh so don't want anything bad to happen to any of y'all so just do what you can to stay safe but do what you can to make your voices heard as well so thank you guys for listening to this one um and I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.